A major malfunction on board this Alaskan Airlines plane leads to the groundings of hundreds like it across the country. And three years ago today, a large crowd stormed and breached the U.S. Capitol. How many Texans have been charged in the January 6th attack? And our third storm of 2024 working through the western states now will track the storms and the windy impacts here in Central Texas. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. After a large panel on the side of an Alaska Airlines plane blew out, the FAA has now temporarily grounded about 171 Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes in the U.S. The Alaska Airlines plane was forced to make an emergency landing in Portland last night. As Alma McCarty reports, the frightening moment after the panel blew out was captured on video. We just heard like a loud bang or like a boom. And I look up and the air masks are like out, popped down. And I look to my left and there's just this huge like gaping hole. A mid-flight scare for passengers on Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 from Portland, Oregon to Ontario, California Friday. Elizabeth sharing her video from a couple rows back on the 737. I first I thought it was the emergency door, but there was no door there. It was just like a part of the wall that flew off. You know, the breathing mask dropped. They work. Evan Smith, who was sitting in row 20, says the loud bang came just moments after the pilot announced they'd reached 10,000 feet. It shows you how structurally strong those planes are. You could blow a hole like that because the hole was about as wide as a refrigerator and about two-thirds as high when I finally got to see it later. Passengers report a teen had his shirt ripped off after the paneling blew out. And the mother was holding on to him, and she said her son's cell phone and some stuff blew out of the plane and there was stuff blowing around back where they were because they were back where the wind was. This was the call to air traffic control as the plane gets closer to PDX. Yes, we are emergency. We are depressurized. We do need to return back to. We have 177 passengers. Flight trackers show the plane was back on the ground just before 530. They got us down safe. Those on board applauding the poise and professionalism of the flight crew and fellow passengers. We could feel the air and it was very loud, but I'm glad everyone stayed calm and everyone had their seatbelts on. Everything went swell. Um, like I said, the cabin crew were, did an excellent job. Pilot did a great job. Um, can't say anything bad about them at all. And that was Alma McCarty reporting. The FAA's groundings of all of those planes has also affected flights out of Austin's airport. There have been two Alaska Airlines flights canceled and three delays today at AUS. All right, turning now to the weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. And enjoy the nice weather we're yeah. having this weekend because things start to get rough at the beginning of the week. Yeah, it should be another good day for us tomorrow, but you're right. We're tracking some pretty gusty winds for Monday. So if you still have some outdoor decorations, especially from the holidays that could get blown over. Tomorrow's your day to clean those up. Let's take it outside here this evening on what's actually a really nice looking sky here at 603 from our KXAN West Shore home camera looking from West Campus toward downtown where we've got a mostly clear to partly cloudy sky. After reaching highs in the low 60s where we should be this time of year, we have dropped off into the upper 50s and even mid 50s. These numbers are actually going to tumble rather quickly. We have seen a few scattered clouds southeast of Austin that may be bringing just a couple of drops 
drops for portions of Bastrop and Caldwell counties moving into our eastern counties. Other than a stray little sprinkle, you're generally dry here this evening with most of us just dealing with a mostly clear sky. But these numbers are going to tumble if you've got Saturday evening plans from 53 at 7 to 49 at 9, already 45 here at 11. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll track those storms for your Monday, including the potential for damaging wind both just after the storms come through and several hours later as well, ahead of some potentially colder signals into next weekend. Thanks, Nick. Today marks the third anniversary of the January 6th attack when a large crowd of supporters of former Donald, former President Donald Trump stormed the U.S. Capitol. Since then, hundreds of people involved have been found guilty on charges ranging from unlawful picketing to inciting conspiracy. And nearly 750 have been sentenced with terms ranging from a few days of confinement to 22 years in prison. As hundreds of rioters have yet to be charged, there are just two years left for prosecutors to bring charges before the statute of limitations expires. Going in depth now, according to the Department of Justice, since the January 6th attack, 85 Texans have been charged with crimes related to the Capitol breach. Seven of those people were arrested in the Austin area. 26 were from the Dallas area, eight from San Antonio, and 16 arrested from the Houston area. Well, people marched at the Texas Capitol today in support of Palestine as the Israel-Hamas war rages on. They're calling for peace and a permanent ceasefire in Palestine. Meanwhile, Secretary of State Antony Blinken is on a Middle East mission to try and prevent the war from escalating following Hamas's sur uh, surprise deadly attacks on southern Israel on October the 7th. According to the Palestinian Health Ministry, more than 22,000 people have been killed in Gaza since the war began. Blinken says the situation in Gaza is dire for innocent civilians. Far too many Palestinians have been killed, especially children. Far too many uh, remain incredibly challenged in terms of their access to food, to water, to medicine, to the essentials of life. Blinken says more aid is needed to help Palestinian civilians in Gaza. On a much lighter note, uh, closer to home tonight, if you're looking for something fun to do tonight in downtown Austin, the Winter Music Festival, Red River Free Week, is set to continue throughout the night. The two-night festival started over 20 years ago and features free performances by dozens of local bands throughout tonight's lineup. You can catch shows at about 13 different venues downtown, including Stubbs, Mohawk, and Cheer Up Charlie's. It all starts up again tonight at 8 o'clock. Well, as a UT women's basketball player recovers from a knee injury, one doctor explains why it's more common in female athletes in recent years and what athletes can do to avoid it. And for Texas men's basketball, what a night. They open conference play in the best conference in the country, the Big 12. A breaking down Texas against old rival Texas Tech coming up in sports. The UT women's basketball team took to the court today without one of its key players. Junior Rory Harmon was injured during practice last week. The university says she'll be out the rest of the season because of an ACL tear. We spoke with a local orthopedic surgeon who says injuries like these are common for both male and female athletes, but there's been an uptick in women being injured in recent years. He says the ACL keeps the knee stable. In sports like soccer and basketball, one wrong quick move can injure the ligament. He says anatomy is a factor that makes women more likely to tear an ACL. 
Even though we have the same bones and same overall structures, they are a little bit different and it changes different angles and how our muscles work and that has to do with stability of the knee. So that's some of the reasons. Dr. Burroughs says athletes can help avoid injury by doing special exercises that strengthen the muscles that support the ACL and the ligament itself. Well, hopefully allergies haven't been getting you down on this first Saturday of the new year. Cedar was high today and trending higher than yesterday. Mold low, but trending higher. Temperatures today, actually pretty average for this time of year. 63 was where we were and 62 is normal. In fact, for the next week and a half, we're at our typical coldest time of the year here in Central Texas with our lowest highs and our lowest typical lows. 62, the normal high there. We'll show you some real up and down temperatures this week and tracking the winds in first warning weather. The weather was so nice out today that my wife said she was going to not only go for a walk, mm. but also do a bike ride. I'll have to check in to see if she actually did those things. But uh, the point is, is it was nice. She wanted to get out and enjoy what it. What mattered is that she said she was going to do that. Right, Whether and that, that's the, the same. Yeah, the just material. the general idea is what counts. Right. But you better enjoy it because tomorrow's going to be another nice day. And then when Monday starts, it kind of get rough. Yeah, and then things go real up and down a lot of the time over the next week. So, yes, get out tomorrow. Still another good day ahead of us. Let's take you outside here this evening, which looks pretty good there too from our Ewok Kubota camera in Georgetown. Some scattered clouds, mostly of the high variety here this evening. And the sky will be clear enough that overnight lows will drop way down. We think you'll be down near freezing in parts of the hill country. Remember last weekend we told you there will be three storms over the next week? Well, this is our third of three. We've already had two by now. This one's working through the western states with high elevation snow and some beneficial rain. This will be working into central Texas as we get into the day on Monday. Your day tomorrow looks okay. A lot of sunshine, some scattered clouds, so a slow increase in clouds tomorrow. I think a few more clouds tomorrow than what we will have seen today, uh, but still more sun than clouds. Then the clouds really thicken up Monday morning, and as early as 1 or 2 in the morning, our rain chances start to increase. First in the hill country, then into the metro, could make for a wet Monday morning commute for those of you working on Monday and of course some schools coming back this week. We've got fairly widespread rain to start the day on Monday, even some thunderstorms in the mix too. Then the sun comes out for the afternoon, but there may be an afternoon strong or severe storm, mostly affecting our eastern counties. Then we also have another chance for some storms late Monday evening and Monday night. These also may be on the strong or severe side, but generally favoring areas east of I-35. That's because we've got two cold fronts coming through one late Monday afternoon early in the evening and then one late Monday night clearing us out in time for Tuesday. Not expecting a whole lot of rain uh, with the wet weather coming in Monday morning through Monday night. Most of us, it's less than a quarter inch. We could get some isolated higher amounts in our eastern counties where we may get some of those stronger storms. There is a one out of five severe weather threat for our eastern counties Monday afternoon and evening. There could be large hail damaging winds or a brief tornado, but the threat overall is low. And again, it's focused east of 35 and away from Austin. Your forecast tonight is a quiet one. It's mostly clear. We could get some near or below freezing temperatures, especially in the hill country to start your Sunday morning. But we think we stay above freezing in Austin with most of us dipping down into the still chilly mid 30s. Temperatures do recover tomorrow. Mix of sun and clouds high of 63. So just a few more clouds than today, but increasing wind and the wind is kind of the bigger story going forward. Not a 
whole lot of rain coming our way for Monday, but notice how these wind gusts pick up through the day on Sunday. So tomorrow becomes increasingly breezy. Then the winds start to come in stronger for Monday, gusting 20 to 40 miles per hour during the day. The strongest winds Monday evening, gusting 40 to 50 miles per hour. That could give way to isolated power outages Monday evening, Monday night. And the winds stay strong during the day on Tuesday, pretty steadily between 20 and 40 miles per hour. So Monday, Tuesday, really blustery days. That's why we want you to use tomorrow to bring in some of those loose items that could get blown around or cause you some problems or break if it gets windy enough. So Monday and Tuesday, those are the real windy days. It does get much colder, though, on Tuesday with a high of 56. Then we're back up to 65 on Wednesday with sun and clouds. Not as windy, but still breezy. 69 on Thursday ahead of our next cold front. This one may be stronger from the temperature department, dropping us to 61 on Friday and highs of only 50 next Saturday. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Tonight, the final edition of Big 12 Conference play begins for the Texas Longhorns. Texas will face off with rival Texas Tech at the Moody Center. It's always an intense battle when the Horns and Red Raiders face off. And Noah Gross standing by live at the Moody Center. Noah, what's it like in the mood? Fans filing in, Jonathan, you mentioned last season for Texas in the Big 12, getting things going. Last year, Rodney Terry, when he took over, was very clear. He thinks this is the best conference in the country. Now he's got a whole lot more of an argument with the other teams coming in, led by Houston, of course. Talking about Texas Tech and Texas, the rivalry kind of doesn't really need anything said about it. These rivals have been going at it for a while. Both 11-2 coming into this game tonight. And as Texas gets set to battle the Red Raiders after what they hope is a good start here to Big 12 play. They know how much this one means and how intense conference play can be. Yeah, Big 12, uh, best conference in the country, only made better by the additions this year, starting off with Texas Tech. Um, it's going to be a fun way to start the new year. They've got a very capable team. They've won some big games, got some good players. But as you said, the Big 12 is deep and there's uh, no margin for error, so I'm excited for it. You know, every night, you know, you got to come play at a, at a very high level, whether you're at home or whether you're on the road. You got to play in a tough place to play. So, you know, when you have those, that combination, again, it, it's elite. Coach Terry has been using that for a while now, calling this conference elite. Interesting test tonight. You see all these five new transfers mesh for the Longhorns. It was kind of that test getting ready for now the real test in the Big 12 and non-conference play. So guys like Max Azemus, Caden Shedrick getting that first test of Big 12 action. Should be a fun one. We'll have highlights interaction later tonight on KXN News at 9 and 10. Jonathan, back to you, my friend. All right, now UT women's basketball hit the country roads today. Texas took on West Virginia. We've got the action from Morgantown for you. When sports continues after this, keep it here. It's no secret the UT women's basketball team has been through a lot recently, losing one of their top players, Rory Harmon, to injury. But Texas is responding wonderfully, winning Wednesday's game against Tech by 27 points. They went for win number two in a row today, hoping to improve to 15 and one on the season in West Virginia. Second quarter, Texas up eight. Madison Booker with a nice jumper right there to put the Longhorns up 10. Then Deanna Gaston's going to miss a shot inside, but Shaylee Gonzalez there to clean it up with the offensive rebound and the jumper. Texas goes up by 14. Gonzalez had 15 uh, on the day. Then in the third quarter, Shay Holly, big shot right here, plus the foul. Nicely done. She 
would increase the lead to 19 points after making the free throw. Then a little later, Mina Muhammad to Taylor Jones for the layup. Eight points for Jones in her first game back from injury. But Madison Booker, she was wild when people today. Look at that move and the turnaround jumper right there. She had 15 and 12 rebounds. Texas dominates West Virginia 70 to 49. Here's Vic Schaefer on the team's resiliency. Old kids were tough today. I'm just so proud of them. Uh, played their hearts out, defended. Um, we guarded three really good guards today. As I've said, I, I think there's enough parts to get us home. I just got to put them together and figure it out. And uh, this team is figuring it out. They're getting an identity. All right, to football, the All-American Bowl in San Antonio for Texas signees in this game. Walker White gets brought down by one of them, linebacker Ty Anthony Smith from Jasper in there on the tackle. Then quarterback Trey Owens, it was his first uh, snap of the game right here, and it's, and it's complete to Carter Nelson for the first down. Owens, a quarterback from Cypress. And, yeah, he helped lead the West to a victory. So the future Longhorns looking pretty good in this game today. Yeah, I'll say. All right, thanks yeah. a lot, Jonathan. And thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope you have a great night, and we hope to see you right back here at 10 o'clock. Now, let's try it.